Do your church files feel like digital chaos? Today, we're talking about how to organize your files in a way that works and makes sense. Whether you're trying to locate old files or store images for future reference, good content organization sets everyone up for success. Let's talk about files. Hey there, church communicator. Welcome to the Church Juice Podcast, where we are energizing church communications one 20-minute episode at a time. Whatever your title or role is at your church, This show is designed to give you the communication and marketing tools, resources, and even community that you need to be successful. I'm Brian Haley. I'm the producer of Church Juice, and I'm joined by my incredible guest co-host again today, Brandy Jones. Hey, Brandy. Thanks for coming back. Hey, Brian. Hey, we are talking about kind of an odd topic today, right? We're talking about file organization, which it's an odd one. So we're going to try to make it exciting a little bit, but... The reason that we're talking about about content organization, how to organize files and pictures and all those things is because this is really one of the most common questions that I get at Church Juice beyond like websites, beyond social media stuff. People in church communication or church leader roles are always asking, what do we do to manage to organize our files in a way that makes sense? So that's what we're going to talk about. And I think we talked, Brandy, you and I talked earlier We don't have it all figured out either, but we're going to talk about some of the tools and different ways that that you can think about and implement in a way that works for your context, for your church. So let's dive in. Yeah. So can we like talk a little bit about why it's important, (laughs) (laughs) like the failures, what we experienced? Yes, (laughs) absolutely. I will give you, let, let me just give you my experience. So there's a nonprofit that I've been serving with, but a nonprofit that I've been working with that uses Microsoft and they are bought all into Microsoft. I come to them from the Google world where just everything seems to work, right? And I know you don't agree with this, Brandy, but that's okay. Coming into to deal with Microsoft and trying to figure out the difference between OneDrive and SharePoint, which is like shared drives, learning the differences between OneDrive, which is your personal drive, and how do we share things collectively as an organization and the chaos that's there. Right now, anyone can make a file on our SharePoint, on our shared drive. Anyone can make a file about anything, put the files however they want, and it is literally chaos in there. Some There's no like no common language. Some people just use their name. Some use topics. Some, you know, no organization whatsoever. And so finding something, trying to search and find something, it's impossible. And as soon as you ask someone else where something is located, if they put it there, they think like, well, of course it would be here. Where else would it be, right? The reason that we're talking about this is because we want to set ministries up for success. As a communication leader, as a church leader, you want your ministry set up for success. And honestly, being organized is just one way to do that. Why else are we talking about content organization? Yeah. So from my experience, I'm going to talk about that Google side that you like. (laughs) We (laughs) actually experienced at our job when someone created all of their files into Google Drive, they left the organization, our IT department shut down their email address. Well, guess what? All of their files disappeared when they shut down that email address. So we basically had to start that ministry when it came to records and all the content that they produce over from scratch. So we decided at that point, we need to master location for all of our files from all the ministries. It needs to be on a place that we can all access. And I hope that is a lesson that you don't have to learn. So hopefully this podcast or today's episode will help you with that. 
whether you're using Microsoft, where you're, whether you're using Google or some other file management and technology company, there's basically there are different versions of documents that we need to worry about or files. You have your personal stuff. You have stuff for the organization that should be shared. And then you have, I guess, more like, I don't know, official documents maybe, or like things that are kind of confidential or maybe have confidential information in them. And so you also need to think about security for that a little bit too. I love Google and I know not everybody does, including you, but one of the things that I love about Google is if you have it set up and if you have it set up where where you are sharing documents in through a shared drive, you can add people to that shared drive. So if you're, you know, if you have minutes from your council meetings or, you know, you have church history, things like that, you can create a drive, same in Microsoft, but you can create a drive specific to hold those kinds of documents. And based on confidentiality, you could also set up how to share that. So when we talk about official documents, I'm thinking that you should have a process written down because these are things that may have confidential information or they may be historical in nature. So something that you want to archive like meeting minutes or articles of incorporation, those kinds of things where you actually need to have those things kind of on file somewhere, your IRS documentation, those kinds of things. You need to have a process in place where where you have something written down where this is how people can access them. This is for these types of documents. This is how we store them. This is who can access them, how people request to access them, those kinds of things that you think about and make sure that you're not moving it around all the time either. So figure out what technology works for you and then stick with it, I think is another key. But it's important to have that one, I guess, place of truth, like that one, you know, like you were just talking about having that one place where you know that the information's accurate, that it's there, and then you can create a backup or some sort of archive of that too, just in case, because you never know. But I think for official documents, you know, one thing that that we talked about in in my church actually is the the person, the administrator who's kind of in charge of all these things, they're in charge of the official documents of the church, the meeting minutes, the legal documents, all of that. And so they access it and, you know, one or two other people have access to it because you never want to be the single person, but you want to limit that. And then there's a structure for how people can access minutes or who they ask, you know, to, to get a file. And so we have that written down so that we're thinking through redundancies. We're thinking through making sure that that accuracy remains there and that the the history remains true and remains there as well. Um, so that's just that's the official side. But that's that's one thing. But for the everyday files, what do you recommend? How do you organize your stuff? Yeah. So we have everything on in folders based off of our ministry departments. Um, I think at one point we tried doing it by person and we realized that every time someone left the organization, now we had (laughs) all these random files in like a Beth folder or um, in a Jackie folder and not really knowing what ministry those files were tied to. So on, we actually created, is it called a file structure? It's like a tree, a link. It has all the, okay. Yeah. I was like, I don't know the official term. But it, we have a, a Word <laughs> doc right. with all of the, the file folders and all the subfolders underneath it. And that gets updated annually because you can imagine how many new folders are created on a monthly basis. 
And then from there, all of our files that we create within our own ministries is uploaded into our specific um, folder. So for example, I lead the marketing ministry. So all of our files are going to there. And then I have my own kind of subfolder system that makes sense to my brain. But my coworkers who leads like the young adult ministry, she has her own file structure that works for her. And I think this is where we struggle a bit. We mentioned earlier, we don't have all the answers, right? So we actually are trying to figure out a way to create the same type of file subfolder system. You know, what does that look like? Because what makes sense to me is to put all of my content and our files and our photos and our videos into ministry folders, sub-ministry folders underneath marketing. What makes sense to her is to do it by age levels or by dates or by the event, you know, and so stuff isn't lining up when I'm, you know, on the at home on the weekend trying to find something in her folder and I can't. And so definitely create a structure, create that tree as we call it a link tree. I know that's not the right term. And make sure you share that with the entire team. So we all know how to find things. Because I don't know about you, Brian, but when you use that yeah. search bar on a PC or even on a Mac and you're looking through 400 folders, it takes forever to find something. Nobody yep. has the time to sit there and through all Absolutely. that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think one thing that we actually have set up pretty well here at Reframe at, at Church Juice's parent ministry is really the, the file organization. So when they, before me, when they moved to Google several years ago, they were intentional about setting up that structure so that it was consistent because that's important, right? Like you were just talking about. Consistency is important so that you can find things, so that you know where to store things. And so we actually have common file structure where every program or ministry has the same structure of files and we go two or three levels deep. So every ministry has its file on the shared drive, but then you click into it and it's the same five categories, let's say, and they're labeled, you know, for church juice, they'd be labeled church juice content or whatever administration. Um, And so we go from there and then from there on, you kind of have where you were talking about how everyone kind of has their unique personality and how they like to, to organize things, but you know where to look for specific types of documents or specific types of files. So maybe that is by date or maybe that is by project, but it's at least consistent across all of our programs and ministries. And I think that's really been helpful. And sometimes things get miscategorized or whatever. That's that's always going to happen, right? But like you were just kind of saying, we need consistency. And I think that really is important. If you're looking for things like Nobody wants to be wasting time, like we were just talking about, Brandy. No one wants to be wasting time searching for files and then having to go and ask other people where to find these files, right? So the more that we can be consistent, use common structures, common language, the more you're really setting everyone up for success. But it does take some teaching, I think. Changing the culture, I would say. What about creative content? How do you organize that? I've never found a good way for like, I don't know, like like pictures or like those creative elements that we create for certain things. Yeah. So I'm thankful where I work is that I, everything falls underneath the marketing ministry when it comes to creative content. So thankfully there's not a whole bunch of people feeding into naming those files and where to store them. It's just me. So really it's just up to me to make sure that it makes sense to others as they search for things. But what we do is we, so we have a ton of events that happen throughout the year and each of those events have um, different elements to it, like um, print media, 
web content and signage and graphics and social media. So we have the ministry, the event, and then underneath there, we have listed what is the media type. Is it a website? Is it a newsletter? Is it a brochure? You know, whatever that is. And we actually kind of just, if you think about just the logic way that a media type Mm -hmm. breaks down, that's how we name our our structures or we name our structure there. But what I love, and we just started this last year, we haven't completely figured it out yet, but we have an archives ministry where I work and their job is to, it's called the Texas Baptist Historical Collection. And their job is to make sure that, you know, basically 20, 30 years from now, people know what, they know what happened this year in 2023, right? So they told us that we need to start naming all of our files a certain way, which we weren't doing. So everything starts off with the date. And then we have the ministry and then we have the project. And then, you know, of course, from there is the ending of the file name, which is JPEG or PDF or or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. That, even though we haven't consistently kept up with it, but it is a game changer for us. We do the the date style where it's like, you know, today's the 30th, right? So or today recording is the 30th. (laughs) So it is (laughs) 0530-2023. That is the most simplest way for Mm -hmm. us to find things now, because I I can remember that when I'm searching for a file, what I may call a ministry event may be different from what someone else calls a ministry event. So at least we at least have that date to always um, go back to when it comes to searching. And Brian, that has been a game changer for us. Now we just need to make sure the whole team gets on board with remembering that file um, naming system. Yeah, I think by, by date. And then if you can, depending on what collateral it is, you can organize it into folders on the project or event or whatever too, or the ministry. I think that's always been helpful. Dates, I always name things by dates. If I'm creating stuff for whatever reason, I just always have. That is, I think, really helpful for me because like you were just saying, I can go back. I know at least generally when something was you know created or occurred or whatever. So, so if I can't remember the name or what exactly I'm looking for, I can go by date and that's super helpful. But I think that another thing that I have found is that I will place for myself, I will create kind of a copy or I will create the the masters maybe and put those in some place where they're organized in a way that makes sense for me by project. But I'll create a copy or put all of the final assets into one place that's more in the common file structure too. Because if someone wants to go back and make changes or use it again, I want them to be able to find that. But I know that they probably don't have Photoshop or whatever. And so I'll keep the the masters, which is probably not best practice, but that's what I do. You know, I have found that another issue that we come across pretty often is file versions and trying to keep things organized with different versions of files. Or you can only name something final so many times after you change it because, you know, you still have changes to make after you thought it was finalized. So how do you keep those updated, right? So usually I create either an archive if I think those earlier versions are important to keep, or I will remove them so that someone doesn't have a chance to open an outdated version. They only see access to to that, you know, most recent, most updated version of whatever we're, we're looking at. So that's something that people ask about fairly often too is, you know, when you're creating graphics and things like that, there's always a million versions. So how do we organize those? So that's that's how I do it. That's maybe a good idea, maybe not. Everyone's context is a little bit different too. But yeah, 
Anything else that you would add about like creative content or organizing those things? Yeah, you know, I think it's funny that while you were talking about creating an archive folder, I do have that. But there's like this fear. Like I want to delete <laughs> the files off the system. It's because right. I mean it's file it's version one yep. and we're on version 10. Right. <laughs> but there is like something in my brain, Brian, and it's so funny that says, do not delete this. <laughs> we are gonna need it for something. Right. But it does clutter up all of our, our systems. So we created an archives folder in all of our design folders. And that has been helpful because when I first started, every version was there. And then you have you know, the vectors yeah. and the ESs and there's all those different file types. And yeah. I didn't know which one to use. So I'm sending the wrong ones to the t-shirt right. vendor. So it, it's, it's been interesting of learning how to organize <laughs> everything in a design folder. And there are tools when you're dealing with like file versions and things like that, there are tools, uh, Google Docs, obviously, Microsoft Office it sort of does collaboration, but you have to use the right version of the software or something. I don't know, I haven't figured it out. I know it's there, but I haven't figured it out. So that will actually, both of those keep the history of you know changes made to the documents. So if you're just dealing with regular documents, those are great options. There are other tools for like graphic design stuff too. If you're using Canva, I think that keeps version history or like change history. Uh, there's also Figma, which I think does the same thing or different tools that you can use to, to share out your creative elements where people can add comments or collaborate, but they're always only seeing the most updated version. So that may be helpful too. Well, thank you for taking the time out of your busy day. Hopefully you found something to encourage you as you were thinking through file management, content organization, but we know that listening to Church Juice podcast is really just the start. So if you would like to take today's topic to the next level, if you want to hear from other church communicators about how they organize files, I encourage you to head to the Church Juice Insiders Facebook group. You can find a link to our group along with all of today's show notes churchjuice.com slash podcast. The Church Juice Podcast is a listener-supported production of Reframe Ministries, a family of programs designed to help you see your whole life reframed by God's gospel story. Church Juice is produced by Brian Haley with post-production by Minimal Media Company and Grand Rapids. For more information about Church Juice, visit churchjuice.com. For information on Reframe Ministries and our family of programs, visit reframeministries.org.